Welcome to this day in history class. It's July 6th. Richard I, also known as Richard the Lionheart, inherited the throne on this day in 1189 after the death of his father, King Henry II. In his younger years, uh, Richard had not really expected to be the king. He was born on September 8, 1157. His mother was Eleanor of Aquitaine, and he was one of eight children, including four sons who survived infancy. In addition to Richard, the boys were Henry, Geoffrey, and John, and Henry was ahead of Richard in the line to, for the throne. So Richard sort of assumed his brother was going to be king. These brothers, though, they had so much squabbling amongst themselves the kingdoms had various holdings in England and France, and King Henry divided them up among his sons. He sort of had this idea that his sons should each have something they were in charge of. He divided everything up that way, but he didn't really let his sons run the territory they were theoretically controlling. He also didn't really communicate with them all that well about anything that he was doing. So there was a lot of infighting among the brothers over turf. None of them really trusted their father at all. And then Richard's older brother, Henry, who was sometimes called Henry the Younger King, rebelled against his father in 1173. And when he did that, Richard and Geoffrey joined him. So at this point, they were actually all on the same side instead of fighting with each other. Their rebellion, though, was not successful. Eventually, they had to back down and ask for their father's pardon. Henry the Young King tried again, but he failed and he died in 1183. This put Richard next in line for the throne. But his father, though, was still trying to figure out who should be in charge of what in their kingdom. He wanted the youngest, John, to have something of his own. John's lack of a kingdom had earned him the nickname Lackland. So... King Henry wanted John to have Aquitaine, but Richard did not like that idea at all. He really didn't trust that if he let John have Aquitaine, he would actually get what had previously belonged to his brother Henry. Plus, Richard was a lot more connected to the French territory than to the English territory. So... Richard joined forces with Philip II of France and pestered his father until his father died an early death. By that point, King Henry had formally recognized that Richard would follow him on the throne. So after his father died on July 6th and Richard inherited the throne, he was formally crowned on September 3rd of 1189. There was actually a wave of anti-Semitic violence in England after this coronation, including a massacre and the destruction of a predominantly Jewish neighborhood by a Christian mob. There were rumors that Richard himself had ordered this, but when he heard about it, he was outraged. Once he was king, though, Richard the Lionheart's rule was less about ruling, more about crusading. He wanted to join the Third Crusade. He made the money to do it by selling public offices, including sheriffdoms. So if this sounds kind of familiar, and you're not already familiar with 12th century military and political history, a lot of this is in retellings of the story of Robin Hood. There's obviously a whole lot more about Richard the Lionheart's life and reign, but almost none of it was spent in England. He was king for a decade, and he spent less than six months of it in England. In spite of this, he was very popular. He was known not only for his battlefield skill and his political cunning, but also for writing songs and poems. And of course, there's his famed courage, which is why he earned the name Lionheart. He died on April 6th of 1199 from an infected wound from a crossbow bolt. This bolt was not poisoned. Researchers figured that out when studying the remains of his heart, 
and research that was published in 2013. His younger brother, John, the one who Richard had refused to give rule over Aquitaine, became king. Thanks so much to Eves Jeffcoat for her research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for her audio skills on all these episodes. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a posthumous pardon. 